Welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. Uh, Tom's not here, but I'm Dan. So I'm Mike. I'm Ward. Oh, that was you Tom's fu- not here. It's you screwed. fucked up. I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. Yep. This is this goes so well whenever uh, somebody is not here. Uh-huh. Rarely ever trips trips us up. But uh, yeah, <laughs> which, nobody knows how to do the intro. It's I feel hilarious. like everybody is super distracted today, which is also fantastic. Yeah, totally. uh, so this this is going to be good. I, I have very high hopes here. Um, should we just jump right into this week in the hobby? Yeah, totally. Uh, who's who wants to start? You go first. Me? Because yeah. you're doing it right now. I'm hobbying literally this very <laughs> moment. Uh, so I'm working on putting together some Blood Angels uh, Smash Captains. By putting them together, I'm really deconstructing them. Let's go with that. I have a squad of a uh, death company I haven't used. Could in a you long using time? the methodology of uh, methodology of Jacques Derrida? Uh, you're deconstructing and uh, you know just you're getting rid of the false binaries and I am so lost. Can you? Oh do you, yeah, you don't have a literary background, do you? No. Okay. no. Cool. No. Sweet. Carrying can you, on. Can you do those, those like, liberal arts things? I never really got <laughs> like cooking, like you know, like a de- deconstructed like taco is basically. If just I just like, put like a deconstructed just, marine just a pile on a base. of pieces of a marine on a base, <laughs> a deconstructed marine. <laughs> yes. <captain. laughs> And let's fight. <laughs> they all would have to be, each piece though would have to be nicely painted. Yeah. It would just have to be deconstructed. <laughs> I like this. This yeah, is good. Okay. So, uh, Low profiles for everybody. Doing that. Uh, the only thing in the hobby this week, because I was out of the country for a little bit, uh, was I got a Vindicare Assassin finished. So that was a thing I did. And I'm, was, that your, was that your first Vindicare or is that in addition to a previous no, one? First one. Okay. Yeah. So I have... I have two Eversers, two uh, Q-Lexus, single Calidus, single Vindicar. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm sure that tally will be increasing over time. I don't know, man. Like, 425 points for five Assassins, so if you want to do the the Execution Force plus the Summoned Assassin, is a lot of points. And I think they're good in every single matchup except for the Knight matchup. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of special rules against infantry. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I think I think you need to have you need to have a really good. I think actually you could do a Blood Angels army with the like the five assassins and actually be really solid, or a knight's army with five assassins too. <laughs> that's an option. That does check out. Yeah, and th- those <laughs> both seem to be uh, possible based on what you're currently building or already own. So yeah, totally. You may be fine after all. Who's next? Uh, I guess we'll go over to me. So, also Smash Captains. Um, so actually, mine is just the singular for now, although I'm already planning uh, the subsequent ones. But, uh, yeah, so I got my Raven Guard Smash Captain guy. As uh, anybody following the Facebook and the Instagram, they will have seen pictures of that guy. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, for the Raven Guard, um, he's built and done. It's the first, like, non-vehicle model I painted in the longest time because of, like, Battletech and all the other bullshit. So it was funny when I was painting the face. I was like, I literally can't remember the last time I painted a face. It was such a weird process. <laughs> like, that wasn't a robot face. Blending skin tones and stuff like that instead of just like you know jewel style canopies. It was, it was a problem. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was kind of like relearning how to paint in a few stages, uh, just because like it has been a while. But uh, he got done. I'm quite happy with uh, how that all turned out. And uh, all I got to say is uh, shout out to uh, Matt Varnish for making blends on white look way better. Yeah, that's because I was really <laughs> struggling with getting the banding um, off of the highlights like on the white blend because like partially because white's fucking hard to paint, uh, partially because I haven't painted white in for fucking ever, but also because I'm trying um, different paints just because like some of the old ones that I used to use for my Raven Guard can't really get anymore. Yep. But oh, um, yeah, the blue cool. horror edge paint is actually pretty good like ghostly gray analog so mm. i think i'm going to be making use of a lot oh. of that oh it's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, yeah. special yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it is uh, it's actually a really nice color um it's very similar to p3 frostbite as well but um yeah so i made it up like um the dropper bottle with the agitator and a little bit of the mediums and stuff for playing around with that but i don't find its coverage is still particularly good so yeah layering with it and blending up to white is still a pain in the dick but white varnish 
Really just brings it all to, or sorry, gloss varnish. White no. varnish. Matte varnish. I, I I'm confused. You, I, I can't even talk. I think white varnish is called primer. Yeah, that would be yes. that would be a bad thing to spray <laughs> on your painted model after it's done. But uh, and Ward would know a few things about priming uh, painted models In the dark. all over again. In the dark. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the matte varnish on white really does bring together the blends quite a bit. So I was like trying to get it perfect, which was never going to happen. But when I just said fuck it, did like one more highlight, hit it with the varnish, it looked really pretty solid in the end. So yeah, I know how that goes. I've painted some white in my time. Yeah, so that that felt pretty good, and uh, yeah, potentially God, that was a nightmare. <laughs> potentially adding some more uh, jumpy Raven Guard guys in the future because I don't have the um, Shadow Spear guys yet but uh we'll mm. potentially um yeah spoiler be, alert yeah don't have them yet but <laughs> I'll, I'll potentially be getting caught up on some of my older Avengard models first uh before then so having some vanguard I, vet style yeah, models yeah, or additional like hard hitting units because i really don't have any hard hitters in that i'm army not that sure that hard to play. they would be considered hard hitters the new shadow spear stuff well, I was I talking know. about Vanguard Vets, though. Oh, Vanguard Vets within that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. They yeah. are definitely can be hard hitters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'll be potentially doing some of those guys up soon and possibly a second Smash Captain as well. Uh, yeah. So that's potentially what I've got in the near future for that. And then cool. at some point, trampoline autocannon guys. Trampolines! Ward, how about you? What are you up to? You're the robot, baby. You're the robot. Uh, I got my big night pretty much all assembled and good to go. Uh, I got nice. to do a little bit of the conversion work on the blade arm uh, to chop that off and put on that kopesh that I picked up from Shapeways. Yeah, nice. Um, so I got to do that. Uh, other than that, he's pretty much good to start like priming and go from there. Start uh, working nice. on some armor plates and such. And then uh, I've also been building some more uh, baby bots. So Armagars? Uh, no, no, no. Even smaller. Oh, Titanicus. Smaller but bigger. Titanicus. Yeah. So mm. the Warhounds, they are all cleaned, and I am starting to do some sub-assemblies with that, with the weapons, and nice. uh, drill out some magnet holes and all of that fun stuff. And then I was also working on a Reaver, so working on that guy. Do you like how the Warhounds build in approximately 10% as much time as a Reaver? The Reaver, oh my god. The Reaver legs, I man. I just saw the Reaver like, legs them. and everything, and I was just like... I'm still mad. This is stupid. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Mike, what are your thoughts? Still mad at them. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. The Warlord was more of a pain than anything else, I thought. I haven't even touched a Warlord yet. But the Reaver is my least... I find it the least attractive of all the Titans. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's... The ugly stepsister. It's one of the ones that has like the, the stranger silhouette. Like It's, it's very close to the um, original... Like just kind of weird shaped ones. It doesn't really have a humanoid or an animal kind of body type. I think, I don't think it's the legs. Face. I think it's the legs. I think it's the face. It's the legs. The, the, yeah. the face is the face is definitely weird. The the one in the newer kit with the um, like the chain fist and the uh, turbo laser on the back and stuff. It has better looking head options than the stock one. But I don't even know if it's the legs so much as just the overall silhouette. Like it's not a human. It doesn't have the warlord, uh, and it doesn't have any. It doesn't look like anything identifiable. It's just its weird own thing. And that and that's kind of what I find. Like the the forgeworld actual titan that came out too. I can't think of that new one that came out. Warmonger. It, yeah, it's got the stubby like little arms, and the arms seem really weird. Like it's doesn't fit the body and the silhouette. Just well, looks weird I believe at least for the forgeworld forty uh, k scale one, I believe its arms are modular with the reaver. So I think it might actually be... So it's a bigger Titan that has the arms of the slightly smaller class. So some people say if the upper arms were a little bit longer, it might look a little bit more natural. Yeah. Which they may be right, but I from some of the angles, it doesn't look that bad. But from, like, straight head-on, it looks kind of weird. It looks stumpy, almost like an urban mech. But from the side or whatever, I don't think it looks like a problem at all. Mm, true, true. But yeah, building robots, that was me. Various, various sizes of robots. I feel like we'll be hearing that a lot in the coming months. 2019, you're the robot. Hashtag. I think I said that backwards. Close enough. All right. <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> uh, all I got done was the uh, Skaven Warband. So five little Skavens. So That's cute. more than all of us. Do you know that, right? And still. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a lot. <laughs> By Mike's standards, that's a little bit low, but uh, you, you get a pass every once in a while because you still like lap us on a monthly basis for like what we get yeah. done in a year. Totally. Okay, so moving on, I think I have a pretty good idea of what everybody shut up and take away. I think I have a thought. Uh, who wants to start? I think you should start with your guess. Okay, my guess is everybody's going to have the halfling in there. 
Oh, the halflings from Blood Bowl. Ooh. I know we're going to talk about that potentially at some point, but that looks real. They, they look fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> they look fucking good. The dude with the squirrel on his head and the fact that all of them are wearing colanders, like pasta strainers as helmets, is the best thing ever. Yeah, they I'm are. They're pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Those models look awesome. I I do want to paint some. I don't know if I need like a full box. Can they Can they have a troll? Is that a thing that they can do? Uh, older treatment, isn't it? Oh yeah, treatment. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> they can have up to three treatment. Okay, interesting. Because uh, I was hoping they could have a troll or something like that. Because I feel like their their aesthetic, with the way their faces are sculpted, a troll would fit really well, Go- especially with the new trolls. Goblins so have the trolls. Good. Oh, the mushroom trolls. Yeah, they're oh. so fucking cool. Because they have like the same sort of like. I've been drinking too much nose, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome if they were, like, basically... Making picking, things out of the mushrooms? P- picking the mushrooms off of the base of the troll. That'd, that'd be so good. Be I'm good. sad that that can't be a thing, but... I, I'm sure that you could just use the troll as yeah. a treatment. Likely could. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Maybe Blood Bowl seems to be anything goes, really. Like, well, Tom is using a chicken as a minotaur. Yeah. So I think you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might... There's no such thing as modeling for advantage, I guess. There's no terrain in the way, so you're fine as yeah. long as the, yeah. It's as long as piece. people kind of have some idea what the fuck you're doing, yeah, 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 it's blood sure. bowl. You're fine. You're probably drunk anyway. Correct. But that's, uh, that's my uh, shut up. I mean, I, I don't want to say it, but a lot of the new chaos stuff is looking really good. To <laughs> <laughs> say it, uh, yeah. To say yeah, it's I know too. Abaddon and all that, and I, I actually really like. Uh, I think I like that new character on yeah. the mount. Better than Abaddon. Yeah, the what? What's this? The Lord Discordant. Oh, that thing's cool. He had me at the Lord. The that thing plus some like the the new the Venom Crawler. I think everything from Shadow Spear. I think is like ten percent too high in points for playability. But the Venom Crawler plus Mauler Fiends. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like a full on chaos like uh, demon engine yeah, force. Yeah, the, the demon engine technovirus type units seem to be getting a lot of buffs uh, in the new units and the new characters. Which that should Lord be Discordant plus Mauler Fiends is actually going to be a thing, I think. Yeah, I think that's going to be a fairly solid build. Plus, probably shitloads of cultists because board control. Yeah, and Abaddon with cultists. And he's also gotten uh, buffed. He's got a stat line that now matches the fact that he's not smaller than the old plastic marines. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, anyways, yeah, the big one, Halflings, then there's some Chaos stuff that's tempting me to fall from. Grace. Yeah, loyalty to the Emperor. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything necessarily jumping off the page for me too much right now. Obviously, yeah, a couple of the Halflings might be a fun painting project. I don't need to paint 12. Uh, that's a lot. Or however the fuck I still have my Skaven to work on! Um, (laughs) but yeah, the, there's... Ah! There's too much. There's a uh, new book for Horus Heresy. Book eight is just starting to ship. Um, some of the rules are starting to get leaked for that, which I'll probably need to pick up. Um, there's the new book for Titanicus coming up soon, but there's not necessarily like an imminently around the corner thing that I've got my eye on at the moment. Aside from maybe once I get pick up um, half of the Shadow Spear set, I might need a second set of those snipers. Just because those models look really fucking cool. Do they do they have the ability to take more than three? I don't. It, I the I think the unit from the leaked rules might just be unit size three. Fuck. Well, they were. They I were, don't know. They were saying everything that's in the Shadow Spear box is going to be coming out by itself. Yes. Down the road. But so I don't know. Units of three capped at three. That. But that, I don't know if I don't know if they're going to be like unit size three to five, three to ten, or if it'll just be three guys. If it's yeah. if it's three to ten, I can see them actually being useful. Three guys, not so much. Yeah, that's going to eat up your heavy support slots very fucking quickly. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But um, either way, the models look really cool. Um, But yeah, aside from a couple of books and other small things, maybe some bits off of Shapeways like I've been threatening to do for a while now. And I keep finding more. God damn it. Fucking Shapeways. Dangerous. Millions of goddamn things on there. They all look shiny and good. But um, yeah, nothing super imminent other than that. Mike, how about you? Uh, Oh, you got corn stuff coming up, don't you? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I need the throne. I need the endless prayers. I think you need. I need the overtime. book. I need the war scrolls. <laughs> then there's the Titan book. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff looks cool. The endless spells. I actually want to paint up the skull with the, uh, the blood streaming from its eyes. Yeah, the crying skull thing looks pretty cool. And you get two uh, in a box. Yeah. Do you? Um, no need. I'm blanking on his name. Dude at the... Corn. Uh, his no, name's no, Corn. No, not Corn. <laughs> uh, guy at the LVO pre-release. Or not pre-release, the studio preview. Uh, the guy that was doing the preview. What's his name? I was not there. Don't the GW me. staffer. 
Oh, studio head. Uh, you were there, Ward. I was there. No fucking excuse. Uh, I, was, I was drinking. Wait, that were you day. drinking? I was you drinking that day. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Anyways, he, he made the point that there's really nothing more metal than, like, nothing more Warhammer than that skull, like just pouring blood from its eyes. He's he's correct. He's bang on correct. <laughs> I think I need that. The only thing that possibly could have been more Warhammer was if it was clearly like a Wayne England style weird stylized skull. Adam Troke. Adam Troke. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely pretty fucking metal. So Mike, you're uh, you're going full full corn. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> Are you corny? I'm so corny right now. It's not even funny. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Ward. <laughs> uh, for me, I I like robots this year. If you haven't noticed, so, Doom, of, Doom of Moloch. Uh, well, I will be picking up BS the the new Titan book uh, when it comes out. Um, but I've also found a rash of people selling Leviathan Dreadnoughts that are new in box. Oh, yeah. So I, Even I have pointed uh, you to some of those yes. Facebook posts. How did you get? I have bought into Leviathan Dreadnoughts. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's awesome. <laughs> what, did you get them with arms? Uh, yeah. The, Weird smattering of arms, though, we, I think, right? Yeah. So the one came with a grav cannon and a claw. The other came with a grav cannon and auto cannon. And then I ordered two auto cannons... Uh, with my recent Forge World purchase, in addition to all the indexes for the, from the Forge World books. So I've got the set of four coming for that, so we'll be able to use that as reference points now for the future. And at the very least, those are, what, like 15 pounds each or something? Or sorry, they're like 30 bucks each, something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. They're cheap. <clears throat> but then the the whole set, you saved five, ten bucks, something like that, by picking up the set of four. And three clicks. And three clicks, yes, Exactly. Much time and effort wasted, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so I've been spending all my money on that, and then I also picked up one of the new GW hard cases because uh, I borrowed Tom's for LVO, and it came in actually really handy carrying three knights and three armagers. So I feel that it was going to be a good purchase, and uh, I just snagged it now while I could. Yeah, their their cases are actually pretty decent. There's, I feel like there's some armies that don't really like that weird zigzaggy foam, but. Yeah, for no, big awkward models, it's really not that bad. No, it's really good for them. Chaos uh, with the demon engines and such that would be super handy to to use as well. So demon also they might almost be too spiky. Like some of the little tentacles and stuff, I might be a little bit worried about snagging and foam and ripping off. Mm-hmm. I don't no, know. It's tra- transporting some of those demon engines is going to be like half the battle for them. Uh, yeah, well, maybe battle foam will do like the pre-cut foam for for those pieces. I'm too, sure they where will. You can drop that in, and it'll. It'll be very inexpensive, I'm sure, as is their way. Super cheap. (laughs) Super cheap. Uh, But yeah, that's my shopping purchases. I'm looking at rules for the Shadow Spear stuff. Right now? It's a max three for the suppressors and infiltrate, or uh, the sniper guys. That's weird. That's weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe when they get their Codex 2.0, they will amend that slightly. Mm -hmm. Which leads us into our first topic. I mean, the rule of three. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, um, Yeah, so. Good point. With Shadow Spear coming out and all these shiny new Chaos units and Abaddon and new Chaos Marines and new Terminators and new Lords Discordant and Venom Crawlers and Obliterators, all these lovely things. They're getting a new Codex. Trampoline Marines. Yes. Uh, well, the Trampoline Marines are oh, not in the Chaos Codex board. So not, yes. not a... Get your shit together. Not a rewrite, though. Where are you right it's now? It's just Focus. literally V2. Yeah, this, this is very reminiscent of 3rd Ed 40k. With, yep. like, the glorious 3.5 Codex, which uh, I'm sure Tom would be ranting about right now if he were here. Best Codex ever. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so we're getting these, like, weird little incremental bumps now with additional brackets uh, for your toughness values on your obliterators, potentially. Not, yeah. not actually, but, like, you know what I mean? That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, they're reprinting the book. So for those that are just getting into Chaos with the new Codex, they will have uh, some of the updated chapter-approved points values. Yep. They will have some of the new data sheets in there. I think they're going to have, like, Abaddon's new data sheet sounds like. They're going to have... Yeah, some of the uh, Vigilist... Uh, the Vigilist stuff. The Vigilist stuff, for sure. So, it seems to be, like, we are still relatively fresh into 8th edition, but we're already into the era Two years. of 2.0 codexes. Two years. I mean, uh, it's... There have been... Excuse me. There have been editions that have lasted less time. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, like, it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was it? Uh, three to four? Or four or five? Which one was it that I last? I think four to five is super fast. Very, very quick. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not crazy for them to start going back through some of the books. But that being said, uh, I mean, we still have... The thing that 
it's interesting as they still haven't really I don't want to use the word fix because they've nerfed Yunari significantly from the beginning but the Yunari do not have a book yet um, so that's still a little bit weird and the sisters have a beta codex uh, and there's units coming out for all sorts of other armies that aren't in uh, books like Admech are right up there with a ton of new stuff that they have yeah, they've got, um, like, uh, again, fucking Dr. Robotnik guy from the Kill Team. Oh, and I guess the um, uh, Terax Crawlers are in the Forge World side of things. I don't even know what those are. That's the drill. The drill? Uh, okay. Terax Pattern Termite Drills. Right. Forge World. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so never mind. So that doesn't actually count. But The ones that come from the Technodrome. Technodrome. And they drill up. Totally. Sweet. The yeah. foot soldiers are in there. What are they? What are the... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of armies that have new stuff that have come out, but I guess Chaos now, sort of, along with Marines, are the highest in terms of new units not in the Codex. Um, I'm just surprised that they're doing a reprint, because that probably isn't a quick thing to do. No, but I think, well, I mean, they plan so far in advance for, for this this sort of thing, right? Yep. When it comes to new box sets coming out and everything. And I feel that with the amount of new Chaos units that they're kind of counting it as a new release. Because when the Codex initially came out, what really kind of came out with that at the time? Uh, In terms of new units? Modelized and everything, right? I actually have no idea. I don't, I don't know if they had any. I don't know if they got any because they were still like it was still Nurgle frenzy at that point in time. Yeah. Right? Like, so I mean, like some of the the specialist chaos got like some bells and whistles, but your generic ones, I don't think really got any. When did Zangors come out? But again, that's bells with and whistles. the Zinch Codex, that's probably. Zinch, probably. Yeah. They came out like I think they came out with AOS. Did they not? Mike oh right, they came out with they AOS out and with then there's Silver a Tower. Tower. Yeah, they came out first there, then they came out in Sprue for AOS. Yeah, but the Zangors have the auto pistol and, and chainsword. You can get the which is ones. just you, after Silver Tower. It's an upgrade that you can buy. Oh, actually, yeah, it's a Sprue. Oh, I didn't know that. So you buy the Zangors for AOS and then you get the Sprue. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. so so there's there's that, but yeah, with the initial release of the the Chaos Codex, I don't think that there was really any like models to like help revamp it. So with the release of so many models in this box set, I can see why they would do like a version 2.0. I feel like we need to ask Mike. Mike's the only Chaos player around here. You need to you need to put I need stuff to, put together. I need to do better. I do actually. I'm AOS. I'm a big Chaos player, but. <laughs> <laughs> so we have no chaos player and Tom's gone. <laughs> Let's talk about chaos all the time. Perfect. That's funny. Uh, so we should talk about orcs and halflings. Like orcs and halflings about. next episode that Tom is not here. Um, but with the with the release of the codex, I, th- I think it's good for the new players that are getting into like this wave of like new models, right? That look friggin' awesome. And yeah, yeah. of course you let you want all the rules. And they've gone on to say that if you have the old codex and you plan on picking up Vigilus 2, yeah, you won't need to to pick up, like, the new army book yep. at all by any means. But I feel <laughs> okay, yeah, that... Good. I'm glad you were going to go with the back there. <laughs> I got a lot of reservations. Uh, I feel, though, that uh, there's going to be a lot of the old codexes still, like, in circulation and such. Yeah. And a new player that's not going to be oh, necessarily like the wrong book? The chances are they're going to be yeah, buying you the wrong book. independent and, shop. It's not up on all their stocking and that kind of stuff. It's, it's not... Right? Because yeah. they're going to want to sell through their old stock before they bring in anything else new. Which brings me to the next point. Why is there not... A new cover? Digital, no, digital rules. Hmm. The fact that... Well, there are, they, but... They usually... If you have the digital codex, you're going to have to buy the new digital codex. Usually they're pretty good. They'll up update like the digital codexes like right I know they do that the with stuff. the the digital codexes for um, chapter uh, group points costs and yeah for and points costs that kind of thing you can get the new epubs and that kind of thing but uh, I, I really I'm not sh- well you know what maybe I'll, I should bite my tongue and actually figure out what they're going to do with the epub if they just update the old codex that people bought digitally great I should stop complaining mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not convinced that's going to happen because it is a whole bunch of new content it is, I think, a new skew. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and it also, I think it's a good point now. Uh, I like their codexes, like having the hard copy book. I don't know if I'm going to buy any more codexes unless I really want them. Because Or unless you're actively playing the army. Yeah, because I did. I did buy a lot of digital codexes and army books for quite a while. With for running, toing, right? For, for yeah. running the events, right, and checking checking stuff out for um, army list constructions and such. But there is something to be said about holding a codex and flipping through it. Yeah, I I like it way better. I yeah I know just for ease of, ease of finding the rules and 
yeah, you can have all the codexes in in one place on your iPad or your your Surface or whatever like that. But having the actual book is well. Who is who sweet. here prefers? Who here actually uses digital rule books? I don't have an iPad or a tablet of any kind, so you can get them on your phone. Yeah, that's really handy, Mike. No, <laughs> I, I have some, but not a lot, and they're all old. Though. I gave up because. It was only for emergencies, like, oh, God, I don't have this. I'll buy it now. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, that's, I, that's fair. I think you have a bookshelf full of old yeah, codexes. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah, if you're like me, I love having my bookshelf full of old codexes because going through it's fun. It's yeah. a nostalgia trip that you're not just going to get if you have – I feel like you're more likely to pick a book up off the shelf than you are to scroll to some old EPUB on your phone uh, yeah. that is like some wildly out-of-date document that is just eating <laughs> space on your fucking phone. I guess the, the real thing, you know, give me a codex with like a download code with a discounted EPUB. Oh, that's something, pe- that's something people have been asking for for a long time. Kind of like the movies when you buy a DVD, you also get the digital version and everything like that? I would pay 20 bucks for a digital copy that's constantly updated. But paying an additional like forty or whatever is yeah. a bit a bit steep. Yeah, that, that'd be an interesting take on it for sure. So, well, I, I hope this version two actually gets uh, updated properly. If you do have the EPUB version, yeah, it's so. interesting. Wonder what we'll have to find out from people that do uh, have the uh, current EPUB if it uh, updated automatically. Yeah. yeah, and I and again, I think this is also going to be like the first wave too of, yeah totally of of this right because totally. i mean if they're doing more like campaign books and and that sort of thing you can see new units being updated in, in codexes and totally. version 2.0 or 2.0 well marines 3. marines are going to desperately need it right away right like they've got all the new shadow spear stuff well and even just or the splint, fact that splinter primaris yeah and even codex, just the right? fact that again they're Pretty much every points cost in that original codex is like wildly out of date now. Mm-hmm. Like their points costs have changed pretty dramatically. For, oh yeah, for a lot of their freaking units. Admech, I don't think there's a single unit in the in the entire codex that hasn't changed. It's actually pretty crazy. And now with GW's uh, schedule for releasing the the FAQs, do you think that there might be more codex editions that come in in between? Well, them I don't know. That? It's interesting. It's a that's a good question. Just so that way there is that that more current version of the codex that you can I have no idea. I don't know if they're going to ever get to the point where they're like regularly updating the books with the new information like once a year or whatever. It'll probably just be Oh, that'd be crazy if they did all of the codexes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, that would be way year. too much to keep track of. But I, I do think once a unit gets yeah. or once an army gets version 5 of your codex, like well, what the fuck is Once going an army on? <laughs> once an army gets like a significant number of new units from a campaign book or whatever, I could see them being amalgamated into a new codex like every couple of years yeah yeah but uh, i guess the other thing too will be there's that ultimate question of like how long before ninth edition because at some point it's going to come mm-hmm. i actually so i kind of worry about ninth edition because yeah this is a total tangent but i mean the game's never been healthier and i feel like they there might be a bit of a push to just continue improving and they might fix it into broken like, could could be an eight point five yeah version. All of the all of the previous editions have you know wildly fluctuated in terms of pro- popularity. Anyway, so it's a total tangent. I, lo- I actually, for the first time, I'm a little bit worried about a new edition. I well, think it's, it's an interesting problem to have that it's good enough that you're afraid of losing it rather than just desperately praying for uh, like oh my god hull points. Which is why, the way you, why are you so dull? Which is the way it's been every other edition. Yeah. 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 No, I like I like eighth way better than yeah. than previous editions too, right? So if yeah, like slight slight tweaks for sure, but if they try to completely overhaul the system um, currently, yeah, I don't think that'd be a good choice. We're totally off on a tangent. We so. are. So we to are. wrap this up, who's picking up the new codex with the, all the new rules? Is anybody actually going to pull the trigger for chaos? Yeah, I don't really plan on playing eighth edition forty k chaos. If I'm playing chaos, it's going to be horse heresy. So sure. I will peace out on this codex, but uh, Space Marines 2.0, because I don't own Chapter Approved or Vigilus, mm-hmm. when the Space Marines books get uh, redone, I'm probably going to have to pick that up. Sure. Mike, are you? I know you've been playing typically not pure chaos. Yeah, no, I, I, won't, be, I won't be picking it up, I don't think. Fair enough. Wardo? Uh, my chaos is I like a specific flavor of chaos. So yeah. Of Zinch. Of Zinch. That's why... Ninth edition does appeal to me because that would be the number of zinch. 
Mm. <laughs> That's a dumb bit. good reason, <laughs> but a dumb reason. So clearly that is going to be your addition to BOP in because that the, the addition oh, aligns hopefully. with your magic I number. F- I feel that they should give uh, Zinch everything in in ninth edition. For Maybe they'll 40K, blow up. Uh, they'll blow up the universe, and we'll have to play ninth age forty k. <laughs> Maybe they'll blow it up, and they'll go back to like primitive old world Warhammer level technology, oh, and they'll just switch. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- uh, I understand why nine page players exist now, <laughs> but as but as for the, like the, this codex and everything, like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass unless there's something that comes out down the road that really works in synergy with like some of the demon engines and such. But Leviathan dreadnoughts. Oh, so, but with a Lord Discordant. Uh, Leviathan dreadnoughts. But with a Lord Discordant in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Would he serve any purpose? Do they count as demon engines? I don't know. I, I have no idea. This is like one of the codexes that I have literally no idea about. I, I know there's a few people that are going to buy the Chaos Codex, so I'll just wait. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and for Get me... them to report back. <laughs> I, I still think the Emperor protects, and I'll probably avoid playing Chaos. Which is funny that you say that, since you have like a couple... Uh, I play Elder only good guys, though. Dark Eldar, they're Dark good Eldar? guys, too. Really? Good guys, too. <laughs> oh, they're just misunderstood. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> That seems totally legit. Uh, I mean, when you become a Talos, your lifespan is probably extended over a normal Imperial citizen. Most likely. Sure. I think that's, you that's might, really helping them out. I'm sure they appreciate longer. that immensely. <laughs> in all honesty, I might rather be a Talos than a, than a dude working in a mine in an Imperial forge. Yeah. It's true. Quality <laughs> of life is probably not super high. And at least you get lots of drugs if you're hanging out with the Dark Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of combat. Yeah, I, might, I might... Anyways... I think it might be better in some ways. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Are you saying the Dark Eldar are like Canadians and the Imperium is like not Canadians? Dark Eldar give you free health care. Yes. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> they take care of their own. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Very specific caveats. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Super weird. Should we move on? I think we should. Speaking of books, Doom of Moloch for Adeptus Titanicus. So we have. I'm glad you remember the name because I certainly didn't. I, for a second there, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure I was going to be <laughs> able to pull that out again. Going. But uh, <laughs> no, there we're already into the territory of. It seems like we just had our, our first expansion to Titanicus like a couple months ago. Yeah, it was and just a couple of months ago. We're very much like 40k. They're just pounding shit out, and we are now getting the Doom of Moloch, which is a campaign that very heavily features the um, Imperial Knights. Hmm. And obviously the Chaos Knights as well, because we have good guys and bad guys. But uh, <laughs> no, there, there's going to be rules for potentially even doing like um, either knight heavy factions or all knight um, armies, which is a fairly terrifying uh, notion for anybody that has seen those little bastards swarming down, um, you know, big old titans on yeah. the battlefield. The, the prospect mm-hmm. of having entire armies of knights is definitely a little bit crazy. Like you've been playing a ton of the game. Uh, What's your thoughts? Oh, if you do that, it's going to be scary. I mean, <laughs> like they die easy, but if they get close to you, they just rip you to shreds. Or just is that because of the the close combat knights? Yeah, like strictly. So would you? No, no, not just that. Even the normal knights can rip you to shreds because they all too. have chain chains. They all have chain swords and stuff like that. Like even so. a, I mean, I'm surprised that even a warlord titan would be concerned. Well, because it ignores the void shields, they get to pick where they hit. That's the two things that really make yeah. it groin shot. Non, non t- can they reach the groin? Non non template attacks of any kind can take it to hit penalty to target specific areas on the Titan and ignore that like weird special D six where it tells you what part you hit. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, that guy's one hit point left on his legs, I'm just right. going to attack the legs. Just like Inquisitor. Sweep the knee. Target. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sweep, sweep, sweep the leg. Exactly not the knee. Is. You'll sweep the knee. <laughs> you take the arrow to the knee. Yeah, arrow to the knee, sweep, sweep the leg. leg. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> back on, I'm back on track here. But yeah, so, so that is an option that you can do with any type of attack that doesn't use a template. You can take that penalty to target a specific system. Mm-hmm. But most of the melee weapons in the game have a built-in like positive to hit modifier as well. So yeah. if you're already rolling in with like a plus two to hit, taking it to hit penalty to target a weak system is a pretty safe bet. Yeah. And whether that is stabbing for the head or the chest or the arms or whatever, you totally can. So you were talking earlier about the Sarastus Knights. Is there is there a reason uh, like the Questorus Knights uh, or are like which one's more interesting from that standpoint? Oh, they they hit the Sarastus hit harder. 
And like I said, I believe it's every, I forget, uh, you move X amount of inches, you get an extra attack. So if you get for a everybody big, in the game? For all the, yeah. Okay, interesting. Cool. So, but they're all close combat, so once they get close enough and get they hit long, you. Long charges and bam! So bam. If you get a long charge, you're more devastating. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the old yeah, ogres in fantasy. And actually in some of the rules previews that they've done for Doom of Moloch as well, um, I can't remember if it's a warlord trait or just one of the house traits, but some of them are things like, oh, you can issue charge orders for free and not have to take a test. Yeah. And so when you have units of knights that just want to bum rush people, getting free charges is actually pretty freaking badass. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, uh, you actually have like a minimum number of charge orders that you must issue every turn. Yeah. Like you don't have a choice. Yeah. And you see, the reason why <laughs> it's so terrifying is because you are picking a certain location. So... Normally, if you don't, you're rolling a dice, it goes to the leg. You roll the dice, it goes to the chest. The next guy rolls the dice, it goes to an arm. You know, the next thing, it goes to head. So, I mean, a big warlord can just sit there and go, ha, ha, ha. Shrug it off. And yeah. What? You did four, five, six, seven hits? Big deal. You only hit each one seven once. I've got seven hits on each section, say. It doesn't yeah. bother me, but they all, we're hitting the leg, we're hitting the leg, we're hitting the leg. It's like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 and then you don't have a leg and you die in one turn. Wait, so if you lose any system, you're out? Yes. Oh, that makes really? a lot more sense why it's concerning. Mm-hmm. I understand. So if you are taken to zero in any particular area, that's yes. the end of your, your night yeah, or the, your titan. Once you're rolling on the oh, catastrophic okay, damage yeah. chart, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, the knights will I probably die like, if you blow up, but. They're gonna yeah, kill but it, you and you know what's awesome? What? Noble the noble sacrifice rule. If uh, knight units are wiped out by catastrophic damage results, they surrender fewer victory points. Oh, yeah. So when they die in a blaze of glory, like a fucking dead knight and noble falls sacrifice. on them, it's like oh, d three less victory points for the opponent or whatever. Like um, that's a direct port of a forty k rule. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty <laughs> scary because in a lot of cases, that's like you're just hoping that when you die, you take the knights with you and they don't get fucking credit for it. I guess not a direct port. The the difference is the knight explodes in 40k. No. But the verbs. <laughs> Don't yeah, get me wrong. You can. They're, once you do, if you shoot them, they're not impossible. They're pretty easy to pop off, right? But if the guy has like six knights and you pop off three, four, three get through, that's that's usually enough to really. Yeah. Pop, kink popping in. off three times is yeah. a workout. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, wow, reward. You brought it there already. <laughs> yeah, believe the word. Everybody else is grinning on the other side. I was laughing because of you. I actually was keeping a straight face, and I couldn't handle you. Shame on you for mm. not playing this game yet. Oh, that's actually a good Fuck. point. I know. Shame Especially on you. Especially since it's the it's robot. It's hashtag the robot. You did that, and you haven't even played the game yet. Just out of curiosity, are you the only one that's played a game yet so far, Mike? Yes. I, I can pa- say I that. Painted, with, Dan was, I painted some really sweet left feet. Dan and me were cheerleaders. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. So Actually, yeah. Well done, Mike. Jason's been playing actually quite a bit, too. Like, he's been posting in the local group, uh, which I love the name still. Legio Tight Panticus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but this is definitely the best part of the game, is the name. I think so. Uh, but he's been posting a lot. Him and James Steiner have been playing quite a bit. I don't know um, if that's his real name or if he just likes Battletech. That is his name. Did he change his name because of Battletech? Mm, Did his parents like Battletech? Possibly. His parents <laughs> His parents might have really liked Battletech. <laughs> That's excellent. I like that. And, uh, I'm naming my firstborn Horus. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Horus. Horus. So good. And if you have twins? Oh, that, that gets weird when you have to explain why your kids are named Alpharius and Omegon. <laughs> and uh, there's a weird <laughs> suggestion <laughs> Weird suggestion in one of the books. There might actually be a third. There might have been a triplet. Really? Because apparently there's like a throwaway line in one of the short stories where... I think the Sigilite and the Emperor are playing like weird 40k chess where all the pieces are like named after the Primarchs. Mm. Regicide. But it's, it seems it's to be a, a different it seems to be a different regicide. one, but whatever. They're playing. Yeah, they're playing Regicide. They're playing and his this. and the, the Emperor's two pieces for the twins basically get killed, and he pulls out a third one, and Malkador's like, What the fuck are you doing? It's like, oh, why did what made you think there's only two? Because if you look at the icon of the Hydra, it's got three heads. So pe- now there people are just like, wait, is there a third fucking Primark? Are they triplets? God damn it, 40k! Like this never-ending rabbit hole of fluff. Gotta love That's it. Awesome. That makes that me really, really like cool. the Alpha Legion more. I know, right? Like, they just—they <laughs> never stop being cool. And also, I just love their fucking nihilism. Of humanity is the fucking worst. We need to burn the galaxy down so another species can live without the chaos gods. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I do like that too. Where they're not really chaos, but they're kind of chaos. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just yeah. Anyways, oh, we're rabbit holing hard right now. Yep. They're ABC. Anybody with chaos? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of interested in this whole Titanicus thing. I was close to picking up a, a set of Warhounds uh, when I was at Red Claw the other day. Well, the Warhounds are the easiest and, in my opinion, the most fun models to build. There's really no... F- you don't have to build any fucking pistons for the joints. You just, yeah. like, glue them together. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to pick up, uh, you know, my, my love of knights. So knights and Warhounds would be fun. Oh, yeah. That's actually one of my... I just bought more than the Warhounds so I could do the <laughs> Lupercus. I can't remember. The- where yeah. it's five Warhounds... And they can they can switch out into different groups when they're, they're whenever you they like can share the shields and everything. Yeah, yeah the, no, but like usually you have to announce really this is a squadron and this is a squadron with this maniple. You can just go this turn. These two guys will be a squadron. This turn. These oh, four so guys. You have to so you, you no, you you can change it every on turn. The fly. That's cool. Yeah, you can you change it on the fly, and with their coordinated fire and being able to meld their void shields. They're super flexible and hard hitting. Well, I yeah. do have four right now, so that's a good start. Yeah, but yeah, the the main thing with warhounds is just you're squishy, so don't get caught in the open, and you'll probably be fine. Gotcha. And um, yeah, I think that also ties in a little bit to. Uh, there's also one of the new releases coming out for Titanicus is a new building sprue. So it seems to be more of the like gothic cathedral style rather than industrial sprues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people what they're potentially planning on doing is just. If you have a bunch of industrial buildings with flat roofs, you can just like build additional cathedrally spire sections and just make your buildings bigger. Mm. So it actually seems to be a fairly cool thing to be able to just tack onto the existing kits, make them a little bit more line of sight blocking. What have you been using for a terrain so far? Actually, it's all drop zone. Uh, no, actually, I haven't been using the drop zone stuff. It's all Adeptus Titanicus plus some of the um, what's that Forge World flying game that came out. Uh, oh, Aeronautica? Aeronautical. I have the landing pads and oh, yeah. the uh, tower for okay, that okay. as well. Gotcha. I also picked up some trees that I was going to use for Battletech. That would also probably yeah. fit for... Because they'd be a little bit tall, they, big trees. They'd be really big trees, but yeah, you could probably California use that. Redwoods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It could be a thing. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's redwood forests. Yeah. But yeah, no, mostly because of the... it's. I don't know how to say this. Is is uh, Warhammer has a specific Gothic architecture to it that normal modern over. day buildings kind of feel out of out of place in it. And aside from aside from Edgar Worlds and stuff too, like there's a lot of 40k fluff where people are like, "Wait, what's wood? What is this exotic material you describe?" <laughs> yeah. Ignite. Like, what do you mean it's not metal or plastic? I what the they, fuck? I think they talked about that in the Tanith books, right? With the Yeah, the Nullwood stocks yeah. and it's like a super exotic material to everybody else cuz they don't come from a forest planet. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Huh? And yeah. No, I use all those in 40k layers. Ceramite is ceramic, oramite is gold, lignite wood. <laughs> Lignite Shield. <laughs> Very good. Oh, shame on Very you good. both again for not reading the new book that you've had for months. Uh, yeah. Titan Death? Yeah, Titan yeah. Death. Maybe I'll just I'm really good at buying things. That's got to count for yeah. something. I'm Titan Death, the first things. expansion? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it lets, you, it lets you pick your uh, Legios, and it gives specific details and bonuses that you can use for each one. Yeah, so you get your additional factions, your additional yeah. warlord traits, uh, those types of things. And then new stratagems. This, and this new book also is going to contain some of the new or new rules for some of the new legions, I believe. I don't know if it has... I think, I think it's for the night houses. Three. It's for the houses. Three. I don't think it's the legions. I think it's the houses. Really? It yeah. wouldn't surprise me too just much the if the yeah, I think it's just the households. I think that whole book is household nights. I, I can't remember that specifically. Like I, I skimmed over all the rules previews a while ago, but um, I don't recall because if if I did look through the list, they didn't have um, Legio Audax. That's the only thing I'm really looking for because I've never heard of any of these other Legios. Oh, my Legio won't be in there. So yeah, my guys weren't sure, on the list so. if there is a list to speak of. So I was like, nope, my Legio's not in there. Are I don't you even Legio care. Legio Obscurus. Uh, mine kind of. Is that just a joke? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, see, I don't know what the Legios are called. That might be a real thing. Could no, be. I'm, uh, Z- Zestobaxis. <laughs> Way more obscure. Z- Zestobiax. Sorry, Zestobiax. But I also they, do like how they showed show. pictures of a lot of Legios that so cheesy. are mentioned, but you don't actually can't even yes. find anything online on them because there's nothing. Well, a lot, or a lot of fun. mentioned in a, in a sentence. Yeah. Or, or it would be like, oh, they're green. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot to go off of. Like, what's their iconography? What yeah. is their trim? What so, do they use for banners? They're really expanding on giving you more visuals. So, And for me, I need that. I need that. Like, It's like going 40K. Oh, yeah, they're Blood Ages. What color are they? Reddish? Yeah. What else? Red, reddish. Gold. You oh, like, maybe like, you could throw some yellow in there. No, wait, maybe gold. I don't know. What do you like? <laughs> but I, I like, like to have her- structure the for, for, for the heraldry, right? Yeah, yeah. And it gives you all of that. even gives you the big bad, some big banners to look at. And some of the bigger uh, warlords will have specific... Uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like for my world barrels, you gave a picture of the warlord, but it had... The star patterns, but it went more of a solar system route instead of a star pattern constellation. Mm. So that I'm like, oh shit, I got to do that now. And but yeah, yeah, they're the well, the term that I use from BattleTech is mech porn, but the mech porn sections of um, Titan Death were actually mech really porn. good to flip through. Yeah, uh, like uh, yeah, just the visuals of the heraldry and the different um, the different classes of Titans and different classes of knights. Well, I'm um, assuming they're, they're really good to flip through. Those books are very good uh, eye candy. You've also, I'm sure, have seen like the fandom Wikipedia pages with the different like Titan legions and such. Most of the ones that I had seen that care, that talk about the Titan and knight houses, they didn't have a lot of images because, again, so many of them are mentioned in text only. Yeah, and yeah. and then this this will refer to like where they found the connection. Like, oh, it's like yeah, this was mentioned in this book with like yeah. four sentences, that sort of thing. But some of them were actually really like well uh, well fleshed out with all the details of like colors and banners and where they originated, who they fought with, and so on and so forth, right? That sort of thing, which is actually cool. really cool. Yeah, and so. as more of these books come out, I'm sure a lot of that information is going to get ported over to like Lexicanum and some of those oh, other yeah. sites as well. Yeah. Most. So it should be a lot easier to track that information down uh, once um, Doom and Moloch and more of the information from Titan get Death just gets typed in because sadly that's not an automatic process. Yeah, totally. No, somebody, somebody's got to take one for the team and do it up, so... And it seems like Forge World's going to continue doing, um, I assume it's Forge World. They're doing the decal sheets and oh, yeah, stuff as well. Oh, yeah, there's two more sheets coming out, I yeah. believe. It seems like there have been a, a number of those that have come I out as well. I think by the end of the year, they'll have every Legios that they've mentioned out. Wow. Those decal sheets are also crazy. And yeah, they're beautiful. And I, I don't actually want to pick some of those up potentially for my 40K nights. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, yeah, the, the Titan size ones for better. 40K would... They're fit quite well. So much better in terms of quality than the GW's oh, yeah. sheets. Yeah. Like the, this, the, the well, they're full the, color too. Yeah, what is well, they even have like gradients and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's the mortise ones are beautiful. I mean, yeah. shading gradients. Yeah, multiple like multiple multiple colors, like yeah. six or seven different colors. Yeah, in the one decal. Yeah, the the more modern uh, horse heresy decals from Forge World. They're they're fucking expensive. They're like thirty dollars a decal. Oh yeah, they're sheet, not. They're not. But cheap. they have full color like murals instead of just like mm-hmm. having like black and white decals. Like they are ridiculous. Yeah. They're crazy. And, uh, Decal technology has come a long way. <laughs> Legitimately. Hilariously, sure. I don't know how much longer it'll last, though, because there's very few companies that make decal printers, and I think one of them is stopping. Because decal printers can print white, mm-hmm. which regular laser printers can't. But it's not a technology that really applies to anything other than decals. <laughs> and then, as apparently it's not a very big industry. So it's not lucrative. Yeah, there was, there was talk that uh, I think one of the major manufacturers that makes decal printers is going to be stopping. So um, hopefully Forge World has lots of spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the quality of those decal sheets is pretty amazing. And I'm not sure if these are... Like when GW comes out with... Um, like proper GW comes out with extra decal sheets, they tend to be limited run. Yes. So potentially for Horus Heresy, like, or um, the Titanicus stuff, maybe don't wait. If there is a faction that you're a fan of and they come out with the decal sheet, if you wait six months, they might not be there. Maybe GW needs to start a decal division. (laughs) Decal division. Decal world. (laughs) Forge world, decal world would be great. Black black decal. (laughs) Black library. (laughs) I imagine that... I, I like how you have to, like... Say what I, the yes, connection is. I have to, for sure. I, I imagine a decal world just to be a forge world dedicated to only printing decals in the 41st millennium. There's just a bunch of scribes that just have to cut out decals all day. <laughs> well, that sounds terrible. That seems about right, because, I mean, the... Like, you already have the you forge decal up those tanks. Like, who's deckling them? But you already have the forge worlds where, like, the blessed bolts of the Sisters of Battle fire. Apparently, like, the, the guys that, like, hand-carve and inscri- inscribe them, they might make, like, one or two per lifetime. They make, like, two bolt shells. Wow. That's their output. 
So when you burn the stratagem to like get the additional special rules for your bolters for running under combat, you just used like an entire community's lifetime output of bolter shells in yeah. one shooting face. <laughs> yeah. Which I find hysterical. The amount of waste in the Imperium is staggering and awesome. Did you did you read any of the fluff for Vigilus? Uh, no. I haven't bought any of the Vigilus books. You need so. to you need to actually pick up the Vigilus book, the first one, because they have Neo Vellum. Sorry, I read through one of the short stories they posted on the website where people like feed their hangnails to the computer yes. or whatever because yes. of the like one time a guy's finger got stuck and something good happened. <laughs> yes. So now they like chop off their bits of their fingers and like feed it to the They machine. literally have to cut off part of their finger every time they shoot something. For so, good luck. And the part that's <laughs> even funnier about that is they have to, they have these tubes that they fire at the planet from the from the moon yes. that then parachute down and they hope they get to the right place. They shoot like pneumatic tubes it's from orbit so to send messages. It is the most hilariously <laughs> fucked up short story. I it's love the Imperium. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> And you have to cut off part of your finger to do it. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and then by the end of the short story, this thing is like coming to life and eating people and stuff. And you're like, oh, bad things because chaos is here and demon engines. So maybe the machine that's been fed human sacrifice for 10,000 years is starting to go a little sideways. Yeah, now it wants more than just fingers. <laughs> I thought it was a gene stealer patriarch. But anyways, I think because uh, it had like there was something that was leering back from I think the machine. It, I think it was a venom crawler, actually. You think so? I thought it was. That was my... Interesting. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was describing a demon engine. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? <laughs> Where uh, did we come from? Titanic. To- topic three, in addition... We had a bit uh, of a walk to get there. Yeah, yeah. So well, we don't have Tom here to keep us in line. <clears throat> True. That's my excuse. I don't think he really does. <laughs> yes. He leads us down the wrong path more Well, he just makes random declarations and then claims they're segues. I feel like this uh, is I'm like, podcast. that doesn't really See, link was, the topics at all. I was trying though. to like, link the topic when we were talking about new Titanicus terrain into the new topic now, which is... A freeform jazz odyssey. Yes. Yes, that's oh. exactly what we were discussing. <laughs> Darn. But, uh, yeah, for coming out alongside, um, like, the new Chaos stuff and Vigilus and all these other wonderful things, they keep coming out with uh, new train kits for 40K. And for Age of Sigmar, for those of us that play these silly games. Who does that even? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Fight me, Dan. Yeah, and so in my opinion, the cool I, thing about him is it's not just all Imperial. I've been meaning to play Age of Sigmar. Uh-huh. It's just it's another one of those things in my hobby time that I've been meaning to do. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, no, there is. There, you're right. There is quite a lot of new train kits that come out besides splash releases. Um, like the Eldar, the Harlequins uh, had no um, no new kits, but they got a Webway Gate, stuff like that. So we are seeing more non-imperial terrain, which is, in my opinion, awesome. Yeah, like the the orcs get their workshop, the Gene Stealer cults get their drill. Yeah. Oh, we have a drill for that one. There's the Chaos Stargate made out of the Blackstone material, which is pretty freaking cool. Which prompted this whole conversation in the first place. Uh, And also from Age of Sigmar, also they have the Throne Skull thing. Skull Altar. They have the Bad Moon for the... uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. The Goblins. And they have the Gnaw Holes for the Skins. Uh, Beastmen got their... uh, Herd Mount. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them are, like, spells and such that you can use, but again, like, they also just... Or prayers. Or prayers. prayers. Wait, are are all of these... Or is the the throne... The Uh, the herdstone, I believe, is... Is I thought it was just a piece of train. It also... No, it's actually a magical thing. Oh, is it? I don't know. Okay, gotcha. But, again, just as, like, a train piece, which would be kind of cool... Um, on on the board, right? Sort of yeah, thing. totally. So something different. Like Dan said, like not everything is imperial anymore, which is a yeah. big, which is a big step. Because the totally. even the Warhammer Fantasy for the longest time, their terrain range was largely like the intact Empire Village. Yeah. Which okay, that's that's fine. They're but usually like, not intact. Give me a Kemri city. But yeah, oh like the, God, there was no there was Kemri no Kemri terrain. There were no <gasps> there was no Elven terrain. There was no Waystones. There were no Elven. They had uh, Elven terrain. towers. They had an elven terrain in a Card. white dwarf in like yes. 1997. Correct. That doesn't count. <laughs> Technically correct. <laughs> the best kind of correct. I'm well aware of it, and I'm pretty sure I have a beaten up one somewhere in my collection. <laughs> I know, I know. But aside from that, like cardboard fifth edition Warhammer fantasy scenery, well, it was the same thing for 40k because there was literally that one uh, webway pylon for the Eldar that came out in a white dwarf in second edition. <laughs> I have one kicking around, but it was it was that was it. That was the entire thing. And then there was the firebase. I guess the one orc town from Gorkamorka. They actually had quite a bit. Like they had a, a pretty extensive range of that forty k cardboard scenery in the era of like. Necromata but it was all imperial Gorkamorka. except for Gorkamorka stuff. 
I think, right? Um, they had the Gorka Morka, they had the Orc Fortress, which I have. You're thinking um, like the bulkheads and then yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was... Because then all the rest of it was Imperial. I'm trying to think of any other ones. I don't think there was any Chaos. There was no Chaos. There was no... It was literally the Orc stuff and... I don't think there was any Elder other nope. than the Pylon. Yeah. yeah. It was just mainly that, mostly Gorka Morka yeah. and then all Imperial. And then as soon as they went to Injection Molded Plastic Terrain... Uh, yeah, that sweet rubble, like, ruined corner, like, L-shaped ruins... Yep. With the comedically oversized skull. Yep. They had that, but then they went to Cities of Death, and that Cities of Death terrain lasted literally until last year. That was the only terrain they produced. Um, the fantasy terrain was... They did a lot of, like, the, the haunted empire stuff. Like the, what, the Night Haunt, Haunt Mance, or whatever the hell it is. The old Skullvane Mance. Skullvane Mance, it now. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed the name, but it's mm-hmm. still sweet. Uh, but again, still that same... Um, human, let's call it, aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and I know that's something literally since I've started playing the game that people have been clamoring for is terrain that fits their army. And we saw the first of that that really changed with the Tau Tidewall. Um, with the like whole fortification slot, that kind of thing. What I do find interesting is you still can really only get uh, like a table full of Imperial scenery. Like if you wanted to do yeah. Just a bunch of buildings. It's Imperial is your only option. Every Xenos piece of terrain uh, has a fortification slot that can be taken as part of. Which, I'm not totally sure how I feel about that, you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see... Uh, I mean, at the same time, an Orc City would be... I'm not sure I'd like Pretty that. Shitty, I don't know like, what that would look like. Pretty yeah, shitty. right? Um and an Eldar city would not really make any sense because you'd either have Kamora or a craft world. That would be it. it would be kind of odd. And Maiden I mean, world question mark? But that's just a, that's just a forest yeah. planet with Webway Gate. That's it. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Correct. Gotta have Eldar on dinosaurs. Um, but that's not really terrain. Like a, the, I think the reason why you don't see it as much is it might not be a big enough seller. Like there's mm-hmm. their Marines are their number one seller. The Imperium and, has a huge chunk of this shelf space. So totally. it's really yeah. easy to go, oh, well, 50% of our clientele are Imperium. That's why we concentrate on this. It sells enough that we're okay, whereas there's a small faction that are Tau. There's a small faction that's mm-hmm. Eldar. There's, and it's, So I think that's the, the issue, why we don't see it as much as we want to see it. But And it's tough to mix. Like, why would you have a table that's half Tau scenery and half Orc scenery? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not something you can just necessarily splash on a little bit as an accent on the totally table. Right. It makes sense. Most of the war zones are also imperial. Yeah, like it's Eldar attacking an imperial planet, or even though I'd really like planet. to see an all Tau or an all oh Eldar. Oh my god! Yes, it would be awesome. But unfortunately, that would have to be something that you customize and do yourself. More scratch built than anything, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally with you. If they did, I can only imagine how stunning an Eldar table would be. Like if they'd had some sort of like. Crone world, you know, scenery that also sort of half fit with some of the chaos stuff. Yeah, weird be fish tank crazy. Those were not great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for that one. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the the terrain conversation is something that's been going on for a long time, and I think it's a good thing that we're seeing some of this stuff starting to change, and just from like the the variety aspect. Yeah, and you're also seeing it also with more too with kill teams, right? Like you yeah. get a kill team and like some terrain well, with that. They're pushing it so. really hard with a lot of the box games. Like I don't know, oh shit, what's it called? The um, is it like Warcry or whatever that like yep. Age of Sigmar Chaos Warband kill team type yep. game that seems to come with it almost looks like dungeon crawly kind of like Chaos oh, Warband. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's also only that Chaos scenery Warbands. looks fucking cool. It does look cool, but I, what I'm interested with that one is apparently it's only Chaos. It's what it looks like, like five yeah. different Chaos factions. Yeah, all fighting. All the gods plus unaligned. It's, it's yeah. It's, it looks like there's a harpy faction almost. That sort of really. Thing. Yeah, one of them seems to be more like beasts of chaos rather than just pure mortals. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I like I like we're kind of touching on here. I think I'm not sure that they're doing enough, but I'm glad that they're doing some. And that makes sense. If they keep coming out with any, because they're going to be pushing seemingly these board games like ad infinitum. Like they're going to just yes. What you know, come up with a couple of those a year, and if they're coming out with a terrain sprue in most of these kits, mm-hmm. it not only gives you a you know more of a reason to jump into these board games, um, but like it will improve your other systems as well. Like yep. if you're picking up, yep. if you have an Age of Sigmar you know table and you want some more chaos fortifications or yep. whatever, 
then picking up uh, that Warcry game. I think it's called Warcry. It is. But, <laughs> yeah, that train is going to go a long way for that, or even potentially using it for, like, dressing up some of the impassable terrain on, like, um, uh, Shadespire Underworlds. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Boards as I, well. I have seen some people pick up, like, the, the fancy terrain and, and do uh, uh, some bases and use them as... Um, the impassable hexes. Yeah, in, yep. in as long as the footprint right. is the same, like they can be anything on those tiles, right? Like yeah. just yeah. something so that yeah, you have a visual three D representation of that obstacle. Um, I think that could be really cool use of some of the Warcry scenery. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but no, if like I said, if they're going to keep pushing these uh, little board game supplemental releases with scenery, I think by you know by the time you're done picking those up after a couple of years, you're going to have a lot of those pretty cool little accent pieces. Either if not, maybe to decorate your terrain across your entire table at the very least you could maybe make a display board or something along those lines right? that's true yeah, that would that, that'd be handy for yeah going down to like events and using bits and pieces of uh, of the train for uh, your board that's what I did with the webway gates yeah. that's true you did do that yeah. so I think well. yeah, over time I think they're definitely going to enhance yeah. the, the look of the, the scenery and just give it that little bit more variety and hopefully that's a trend that we see continue yeah, so I, I think it's really cool they've been hitting the ball of the park with all of them like I still love those scrap piles and uh, the orc mech like workshop with all the like even just having some of the little Easter eggs on them like having like the Citadel clipper tools and stuff like that on the workbench like just neat. <laughs> I needed to I need to pick that up still. That's I still haven't picked that one up. That's one that's on the list. The workbench. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were thinking about doing that like F one car garage diorama type thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, which never, which is another one of those uh, hobby projects that never got off the ground, <laughs> as we all can relate to. Uh, that hardly ever happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your left feet again. <laughs> yeah. No, shame. I, I, I don't think they can go wrong with releasing more kits for sure. So it yeah. seems it seems to be going really solid for them. So is that was okay? Just on the same subject, the, that train was it ever actually a piece or is it just a custom piece for the Iteptus Titan? Hasn't come out for yet. which one? We think it's still. I th- oh, like I, the train and stuff. I think it's still yeah. a piece that's. Coming oh, because I thought you just said terrain, but the the train. The train. train. The train. Very um, close. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've heard any specific details of that since it was initially previewed. I would assume it's going to be. Um, a resin kit coming out soon because I think they just came out with the last of the uh, like the two foot tiles in Titanicus scale and I assume they were going to finish those tiles before they did um, scenery kits so hopefully that's something that is coming soon but I don't think maybe once Doomolic drops and uh, again that um, uh, what do they call like the the Citadel whatever um, the Citadel whatever yeah, the the so, cathedrally upgrade yeah, kit, uh, that's for once that stuff has dropped. Hopefully, they can turn to some more of the supplemental, like non, uh, like gaming. Because yeah, they had they had they had the actual like forty um, k cargo crates in the the Titanic scale, which looked pretty fucking. That's awesome. hilarious. Oh, it, it looks. They're gonna awesome. be just tiny. Yeah, just, it was. It was definitely one of the scenery kits that like sold. I think a lot of people on the game because it's a scale reference, which. That's one of my big um, issues with a lot of the Battletech video games is if the maps don't have scale references and your giant robots don't have anything to compare them to, you don't get the sense that they're these like 50 foot tall gigantic war machines. So having something that is like a clear 40k analog in Titanicus scale and be like fucking shin high, like that's badass. Yeah. Like that's one of the reasons why I like having knights in Titanicus is just so you can see how puny they are. Yeah, totally. that's why I'm putting. That's why I'm doing the airfield because it doesn't want to give you cover. Oh hell no! But, <laughs> it's but really it, has, but it, has, it has vultures and war and Valkyries on it, so that's going to give you the. Are they the right scale? Yeah, they're epic. They're a little uh, bit on the small side because they're six mil, not okay, eight. But still, but it's, it's it's within a rounding error. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got a box somewhere in the basement. It's actually my old Landspeeder Storm box, which I just threw all my um, Aeronautica stuff into. So, like, I've got, like, a couple of Thunderbolts and Lightnings and stuff like that. Very, very frightening. It is very, very frightening. <laughs> good one. Love that. <laughs> uh, cool. Good times, good times. Nice. So we're all excited for more train. Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing. And More I'm train, sure, more books. I'm sure, Ward, you're very thrilled about having to buy more as a TL. Because you, you clearly don't have enough scenery as it is. So the question is, Mike, are Just, me and you going to do any of this train? Being the people here that hate terrain the most, <laughs> I like it, but I hate it. I hate it. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I should start painting. Speaking it. of this week in hobby, Ward's playing with my Promethean pipes. <laughs> He's fondling your pipes. Uh, which is speaking, of, I did actually paint those up. Don't rub this it week. too hard; the paint will come off. <laughs> uh, 
and I hate painting terrain. There's a reason why it is done with bulk gun spray and a little bit of weathering and done. Uh, it doesn't look good, but I, I just hate doing it. <laughs> I hate doing it. I hate painting terrain. Whereas I'm just really good at buying it. It stays in the shrink wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Between the lot of us, we have one fully functional hobbyist, I'm sure. We yeah. add us all together. I do want to, at some point in time, do up a table of actual uh, GW buildings because they're so fucking cool. And, like, Kevin's uh, Imperial building with the marbled floor and all that sort of stuff looks nuts. looks so good. And I found a new technique for marbling. Okay. So the grapefruit Dryer sheets? No. Dryer sheets. It's not <laughs> the grapefruit technique. No anti-angel involved. No. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'd love to have a table full of that stuff. It's just never going to happen. Never going to happen. Well, not with that attitude. There's too many models to paint. Hey, look, Come you haven't on. finished off the warhound. You don't get to talk. <laughs> yeah. Paint it two left feet. How much more could you possibly ask? The rest of it. <laughs> yeah, literally the rest of it. <laughs> okay, with that, this has been another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm Steve. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. I'm Lord. And paint your terrain, but only if you want to. <laughs>